0: It's the Flyers Forecast with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsythe taking a look at your Flyers Week Ahead. Hello, Flyers fans. Welcome back to the Flyers Forecast, the Floors Cast, if you will. I am Steve okay. This is Craig Forsythe. And we are here to preview your Philadelphia Flyers Week Ahead for the week of February 10th. Craig, how are you feeling today, bud?
1: I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good, Steven. Uh, last night was a lot of fun. Uh, the floors do look like a competitive playoff team, even though they're not currently in a playoff spot. But I uh, feel good. Feeling good. Feeling great. Feeling great. Feeling good.
0: Yeah, Flyers no got yeah. <laughs> Flyers got smoked by the lowly Devils, and then they smoked the top of the league capital. So I, yeah. I again, don't understand this team, and I've given up trying to.
1: Yep. Uh, just another week at the office for the, uh, the Orange and Black. It, it makes no sense. But, uh, I mean, let's look at the uh, – let's run through the numbers here. Let's uh, get, get through the gamut. So, they're the first team out of the playoff picture in the East with 67 points, even though they would lead the Pacific Division. But, you know, we're not going to harp on that every week. Uh, 30, 18, and 7, plus 13 goal differential. 18, and 5, and 4 at home and almost 500 on the road now. 12, 13, and 3. Uh, middle of the pack in goals per game. Top of half of the league in goals against per game. At 11th with 2.89. PK still middle of the pack, tie for 16th, 19.7. Penalty kill has been dropping. Not a big fan. They're now 14th now, 80.7% uh, conversion rate. That's because PK has allowed five goals and 14 kill opportunities since the All-Star break. So, since not the All-Star ideal. break. Yeah, since the All-Star break. Not not pretty, not great. Uh, 64.3 penalty kill percentage. So uh, if they can figure that out with the way they've been playing recently, sans the uh, Devils gambit. No, uh, should be in pretty good shape now uh eighth in the league in shot attempts four percentage third lowest uh shot attempts against per 60 rate which is important you know with the whole defense thing uh in the middle of the pack and expected goals four percentage so uh doing s- same numbers as usual just a little worse penalty kill percentage which uh, i think that that should uh, they should straighten that out pretty soon um updates on a couple injuries Hart has missed a couple more games than expected uh uh, they said be another week last Wednesday and then he missed Thursday and Saturday's game. It does sound like he should play against the Panthers on Monday. Uh Farabee has missed the last two games as well. Apparently he's pretty sick and has lost some weight due to illness. Uh I'm not sure if he's gonna play against the Panthers, but it's at least it's an illness. So it's not like a you know break a bone or tear a ligament or something. So right. should be back fairly soon. Um and then Ghost apparently is not injured, but A V just thought he put him back into the lineup. Toorelli is going to give him more time to kind of get back in the game shape, I guess. But uh, I mean, when you got Robert Hag, you know, back there pumping in goals, playing some defense, why, uh, uh, you know, why take him out? Why even put Ghost back in there? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And also, uh, the <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, that's a purpose discussion. But also the win on Saturday, the best win of the season. I mean, uh, seven-two shellacking of the uh, the Caps on the road, and uh, they. Overcame a pretty hard first period. Uh, the Caps had plenty of scoring chances. Brian Elliott kept the minute, uh, scored three goals in the minute 45, and then just kind of took it from there. A two-goal game for Katori. NAK had a Gordie Howe hat-trick. Uh, Claude Drew at three points. And uh, I, an interesting development, as I already mentioned, the road record. 3-0-2 in their last five road games, Steven, So no regulation losses. Best period of the season against the C- uh, Penguins. First came back from the All-Star break. And also... The game against Caps is probably the best road game of the year, so it looks like things are starting to turn around in terms of uh, games away from the Wells Fargo Center. But that be the Flyers. So that's what they look like right now, and they got another tough week ahead. Uh, and especially with where they are in the standings, they got to they got to keep getting points here because they have two games against the Panthers, one game against the Islanders, and one game against the Lightning. Steve, I usually you know I usually try and give off how I'm feeling about the week. I don't feel good about this week. We usually know how that goes when I say it's going to be a difficult week. So I'm expecting <laughs> uh, expecting eight points and like a gigantic goal differential. They're going to go like plus 30 this week. But. Well,
0: this is the week that when we took les- listener questions on Flyperbole, this is one of the weeks that we pointed out is one of the pivotal weeks to the season, just due to the proximity of the Panthers in the standings to the Flyers, the the overall difficulty of facing the Lightning, this is a tough week for the Flyers. This is a pivotal week, and if it's one that the Flyers can succeed in, I, I feel good about their chance to make in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, especially if they're still going to be good without Faraby here and if they keep playing some games without Hart and Net and they still manage to get six or seven points this week, I I don't know. Again, I, I said it last last night on the post game, but I feel like in recent years, when people try and get excited about this team as a playoff team, I would be the one that kind of was like, well, let's calm down. They're not really – there's a lot of holes in this team. I feel like this year, if they make the postseason, I might be the one kind of arguing why they are more dangerous than people would think. Uh, And if they do manage to get – I mean, this is going to be a tough week because the Panthers, not great, but they are the main – the Panthers or Hurricanes, the Islanders are the big teams the Flyers have to worry about at this moment. And the Blue Jackets are too, but they are currently – uh, third in division, and apparently Elvis isn't going to let in uh, another single goal. But the, uh, the Panthers right now, uh, they are the second team out of the East, uh, Eastern playoff picture. They have 67 points with a record of 29-19-6 and, and a goal differential of plus 11. Flyers need to get more points than them, though, because uh, they do hold the tiebreaker for regulation or overtime wins. They have 26 to the Flyers' 25. Also, they've only played one less game than the Flyers, so they do have a game in hand uh the flyers are going to see them they're going to host the panthers on monday the panthers are 13-9-4 on the road this season and then they travel and play the panthers on thursday where the uh, florida is 16-10-2 at home uh there's only been one meeting between these two clubs so far this season and it was that 5-2 loss back in the middle of november it was morgan frost's first game he had that ridiculous goal but it was a five to two loss on the road uh, a lot of offense with the panthers uh, no defense at all in the florida games they are fifth in goals per game 28th in goals against per game seventh ranked power play 25th ranked penalty kill um and they just they just give up a lot of chances uh, against they are 17th in uh, shot attempts against per 60 and they retire for 26 and expected goals against per 60 so quality and quality are happening uh in the panthers defense Zone against them. Kind of explains why uh, Bobrovsky and company may not have the best goaltending numbers. Uh Bob twenty fifteen and five, eight ninety-eight save percentage. So yeah, enjoy another nine years of that. Uh three twenty-seven GAA and one shutout though. Uh Sam Montembeau, four two and one with an eight eighty-nine save percentage and three forty GAA. Chris uh Dreger, five. Can two, you repeat that? Nine. Sam Montembeau?
0: Yes. Uh
1: four two and one with an 8.89 save percentage <laughs> and a 3.40 GAA. Yeah, so he's been having a rough time, I and mean, he's supposed to be—he was supposed to be their up-and-coming goalie before they signed Wabrowski. Uh So to have your two main guys have those numbers, it's—it's uh, it's evident that it's a defensive problem as well. Um, and and uh, yeah, I mean, again, usual suspects for them. Uh, the uh, Alexander Barkov. You ever hear this guy, Steve? You heard? I heard this he's guy?
0: very underrated. You know.
1: I. Yeah, I, I, he's you the most I, underrated
0: player in NHL history by a, a mile.
1: Yeah. And I'll be honest, I don't know. I'm afraid to bring him up because I don't know if the, our listeners are going to know about him. But he's a guy he was drafted. Here's a guy drafted
0: very really underrated really
1: for 2013 draft. Uh, but I'll, he's cleaning up right now. He's got 54 points, uh, 16 goals so far in 51 games this season. Obviously, the best player on that team doesn't lead the team in points. So that goes to Jonathan Huberdeau, who has 68 points. Fourteen more points in Barkov. He's got nineteen goals in fifty-four games this season. Again, I point out Huberdeau because I think Huberdeau and Dadanoff are probably more underrated players than Barkov. But Barkov gets the mantle as the most underrated player. You pretty much just have to be a four that produces on the Panthers, and you you're in the running for most underrated player in the league. Like nobody nobody's talking about the Panthers' offense. Even if they were oh, first definitely. in the league, nobody would talk about the Panthers' offense. But uh, and Dadanoff again, twenty-three goals so far. Mike Hoffman, second on the team with 21. But Datinoff is on pace for 34 goals. He had 28 goals in both of 17-18 and 18-19. So this will be a third straight season with 28 goals or more. And then Hoffman is on pace for 31 goals. It would be a 6th 20 goal season with a 30-goal season. This one would be a second 30-goal season. And he's got three other 25-goal seasons. So uh, Hoffman, you know, the issue uh, may be a little more off-the-ice stuff. But uh, he has been a good addition for the Panthers. Keeps putting the puck in the back of the net. Has his wife uh, been staying
0: away from the social media accounts of the other players I, this time?
1: I, I think she might be. Uh, and, you know, even like, the, even just hearing about the rumors about what was said between her, or like what she said to Carlson's wife, I think, uh, you know, I, I don't even know if I really want to take a risk off bringing that into the locker room. But yeah, that's... Make there, him not get there. a uh,
0: divorce. It's obvious. Make yeah, him get a divorce. Yeah, That's, that's part of have. a contract stipulation.
1: Yeah, that's... I think that's I, that's fair, right? Like he can't he's got a anyway, Nola <laughs> uh can't stop scoring, and it's interesting because Nola Charlie played one hundred and eighty games coming in this season and had eighteen goals. So far this season in fifty one games, he has eighteen goals as well. Oh, wow. The thing about his game though, he's got eighteen goals on seventy five shots for a cool twenty four shooting percentage. So maybe that's not going to continue. You score at twenty five percent. that's that's pretty good. Score one. Every four shots, uh, you know, Flyers had a couple forty-goal game, uh, forty-shot uh, games this year. They'd have a couple ten-goal games to their credit, but um, he has—he also has twenty-one points. So he has eighteen goals and three assists. The real lopsided stat line Ooh, uh, feels like he's going to get Jeff Carter
0: special there. right there.
1: <laughs> yeah, No, no. I said eighteen goals, not eighteen misses. But
0: oh, high
1: uh, yeah, yeah, wide,
0: am I right, folks? High wide.
1: But Jeff, come back, please. Uh, so Monday should be a, a high-scoring game. I'll predict the highest-scoring game maybe I'll go with that uh, I mean I hope for the Flyers...
0: Carter Hart's sake it's not because Carter Hart's supposed to be back on Monday but yeah. uh, it's I mean you got a rusty young goalie you've got the Panthers I don't feel great about the low like I would bet the over in this game is what I'm trying
1: to tell you bet yeah. the
0: over folks it's a rock solid was, w- that's a big lock
1: I will say they, the Flyers do play all right defense at home but yeah I think the the heart coming off of a potential injury is a little scary for me because, uh, I mean, you know, the, the it is a high scoring game or a high scoring team, and it should be, uh, high van hockey. So we'll, we'll see how that pans out, but maybe not 100% confident in that game. Again, also it doesn't help that the one road game the season between these two de- teams was down in Florida. So completely different team for the Flyers on the road and on at home early on. But, uh, next game would be on Tuesday against the Islanders. So traveling from Philly to New York. Monday and the Tuesday, the Islanders are had the first wild card with 68 points. Very, very close to a nice point total. They are 31-16-6 with a plus-11 goal differential. They've also played two less games in Philly and have three more regulation overtime wins, as they have 28. Islanders are 17-7-4 at home this season. And the Flyers, more importantly, are 0-1-1 against the Islanders this year. Uh, when they played in New York, they had that terrible 5-3 to loss. The day after the huge Blue Jackets win, that was the day that, uh, I mean, Hart looked terrible. Sanheim had a bunch of terrible plays. Ghost looked, had that absolutely terrible pinch, and Moran got walked. It was uh, it was a rough game. And then the second meeting wasn't that much better. They blew a 3 nothing lead uh, with three goals in the third period and lost in a shootout. So they should have had at least two points against the Islanders, but one out of four, not, not, not too great. No, Islanders, great. it looks like all their numbers, uh, all the numbers I've been questioning all year, maybe they might be finally coming back down to earth. Uh, they are top, bottom 10 in goals per game, fifth in goals against per game. So the defenses they're still preventing goals, but uh middle of the pack power play percentage, middle of the pack PK percentage, 29th shot attempts, four percentage. Uh, they have the 30th ranked, uh, shot attempts against per 60, so they're still yielding a lot of shot attempts. And also, expected goals for percentage. they're 19th, and they're only in, tied for 15th with expected goals against per 60. So, for how many goals against per game where they rank with that, you would think they'd be limiting even more chances, but it's pretty much because Varlamov and Grice have been huge for them this season. But, last 19 games, the Islanders are 8-8-3 eight, eight with a minus 4 goal differential. So Varlamov has gone 2-6-1 in his last nine games, 904 save percentage, and also in that time, the Islanders. It, it hasn't been like they've been extremely unlucky. They have a 994 PDO, as we were talking about fly Flyperly last week. Uh, usually, 100 is right around. I mean, that's the league average. That is, you aren't lucky or unlucky. So to only be point oh oh six points away from that is, is nothing. So they. Uh, it seems like maybe this run. Uh, of good luck or quote unquote great defensive systems or going against the numbers is finally starting to crack down on them. But we'll see. we'll say uh, Varlamov on the season nine fifteen save percentage two shutouts, grace nine twenty save percentage uh, and he's fifteen seven and two. Usual suspects for them. Barzal leads the team in points. Uh, he's got forty four, yeah, he's got forty four points, eighteen goals in fifty three games. And then Brock Nelson has a team high twenty one goals in fifty three games. Fifth 20-goal season in seven NHL seasons, and he has two 25-goal seasons to his credit already. Uh, The Islanders also have a tough schedule as well. That was the thing about the Panthers. We'll go back. Boo-hoo. Touch that. (laughs) Yeah, so even footing. Again, whenever the Flyers play somebody that has a tough schedule, it's never like they have a, a cushy schedule leading up to that, it feels like, even now. But anyway, uh, they have a game. Uh, the game on Tuesday is their second the back-to-back for them. And the third in the 3 of 4, they play Tampa Bay. They played Tampa Bay last night in Tampa Bay. They play the Caps tomorrow in D.C. And then they host the Flyers on Tuesday before they travel to Nashville to complete their 4 and 6 So they do have a lot going on. But still, if there was a time for the Flyers to play the Islanders, I feel like it would be right now. Uh, it seems like the Flyers have been doing well. Well, defensively, minus the Devils game, they have pretty much been shutting teams down, limiting teams to low shot attempt totals and shots against totals. So Islanders don't seem to quite have their A game. Uh, The schedules don't really benefit the Islanders. I I would expect the Flyers to win this game.
0: I would hope so. However,
1: you know, yeah. And now that I'm saying that, you you guys guys get the idea. Guaranteed loss. Guaranteed
0: loss. Quickly, (laughs) how do you get the first name Brock? I've always wondered this.
1: I, uh, big Pokemon fans. I don't know. I, I don't know how you get Brock. That's, uh, it just, it, it doesn't come up.
0: Know? It doesn't come up often, and it seems like it's usually just like a fictional character, like a tough fictional character. So, yeah. you know, the hockey player having Brock just seems a little weird.
1: Seems a little weird. I don't know. Are there any like, famous, uh,
0: Brock Nelson just sounds like a weird 1950s, like, like actor of some sort. Like, yeah. Movie of the week starring Brock Nelson.
1: He was like, uh, he had like, the third biggest part, in like a streetcar named Desire. That's what Brock Nelson was. Yeah, yeah, was exactly. Yeah. Uh, a Panther schedule, real quick, because I forgot to mention it. So they visit the Flyers on Monday, and then they travel to play the Devils in Jersey on Tuesday, and then they travel back home to host the Flyers on Thursday and host the Oilers on Saturday. So they have a four and six as well, and a that's three and four. Dumb fucking but... schedule.
0: I, I can't get yeah, over the, the schedule. The, the, it's So dumb. Just have them play yeah. back to backs against each other, and, and...
1: I I that's <sighs> what I don't get about this. Week. I don't understand why I wasn't a home and home. So just, both teams are on equal footing for whatever. I, who knows? Yeah. Like, uh, did the
0: NHL schedule maker just I don't know sniff too much glue and go nuts, or I, I don't know?
1: It's <laughs> maybe it's been a bonkers schedule. <laughs> he just he's like you know what I'm done doing this. I'm gonna make this one catastrophically bad, and then we'll just go on from there. But uh, I think he, he's yeah he's got a lot of questions for this, and I think it sounded like Chuck Fletcher did too. So Chuck two trades getting in there. Let everybody know that the schedules are all, all messed up. I got a lot uh, of problems of the-
0: with you, people. <laughs>
1: Just slams the schedule down on the desk. Yep. Uh, 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 final game in this schedule for the Flyers, though. The schedule this week. That wasn't a great segue, but we're moving <laughs> on. Uh, they visited Tampa Bay to take on the Lightning Saturday afternoon. 4 p.m. on NHL Network. Lightning have been on fire. They've been insane recently. Uh, they are second in the Atlantic with 75 points. They are now 35-2. 15-5 with a plus 49 goal differential. This is after the Lightning had a huge... They had a real slow start to the season. Everybody was like, oh my god, what's wrong with the Lightning? Last season, playoff series broke them, all this kind of stuff. Now, comfortably in the second spot in the Atlantic, uh, the Leafs are nine points behind them. Have less points than the Flyers, too. So, when people talk about the playoff picture, the, the big thing for Flyers, too, is making sure they have more points than the team that's third in the Atlantic because then they do not wanna have to worry about the the Panthers or the Leafs. But uh Tampa Bay 18 7 two at home this season. Uh there's only been one game uh, for the Flyers against the Lightning this year. It was the one nothing loss at home back on January eleventh. The fluke goal between Niskan and Maroon uh, that cost them the game. But speaking of that game, that was the final game for the Lightning in a ten game winning streak. Since the start of that ten game winning streak, the Lightning are eighteen two and one. Um this is 41, a surprising
0: like, this is not Plus surprising. Plus 41
1: goal differential.
0: Well, to yeah, me, yeah. I mean, like these are outrageous numbers, but at the same time, the Lightning were so bad in the first half, and given how stacked that lineup is, how stacked that roster is, it's really not a surprise that the Lightning are now compensating for that slow start with this dominance right now because they're just too good yeah. to not make the playoffs to, to be in the position they were in. So it's one of those yeah. things that it sucks that it's happening now when the Flyers have to play them, but it's it's also just it's not a shocker. It's not a shocker that yeah, they're on the, the up upri- on the upswing and the Islanders are on the way down because the, the, look at that Islanders roster. Yeah, the the it's it's pure Barry Trotz magic. But <laughs> the Lightning, it's like yeah, they're too good to just play the way they were.
1: Yeah. And I think for me what makes you know, we've seen this act before from the Lightning, but what makes it a little scary for me is they're it seems like they're starting to focus on the defensive side of the puck and they're starting to take away chances from the other team. Uh, so during this stretch, they are second in the league and expect goals for percentage and fifth and expect goals against for 60. So they're just taking away. They're dominating the quality battle. And they're also just taking away quality chances from the opposition. So if you're playing strong defense and they still have Kucherov and Stamkos and point to go nuts on offense, it's gonna. it's not going to be a good time for opponents. And uh, so the 10-game winning streak that started this happened on uh, December 23rd. Since December 23rd, the Lightning are 18-2-1. Over that time, Vasilevsky is 15-0-1 with a 9.38 save percentage and two shutouts. Uh, um, And again, I mentioned PDO earlier for the Islanders. Lightning are getting a little bit of luck. Uh, They have a a 106.7 PDO, so they are getting some bounces right now. But at the same time, that's Because I think they're taking away quality chances for Vazalevsky, which is letting them boost up the save percentage. And with the talent on offense, it's not... When a team like the Lightning have a higher shooting percentage than league average, it's not really based on luck. It's based on some of these guys who are just unstoppable. Some of these guys being Kucherov, who's having a real bummer of a season. He's only got 67 points this year in 54 games. 25 goals in 54 games. And it's just... it's It's a down season compared to last year for Kucherov. Which is kind of insane. Uh, Stamkis leads the team with 26 goals. Throw in uh, Kaloran, who has 21 goals, and Braden Point, who has 20. Uh, the only team, Lightning are the only team in the league that currently has 420 goal scorers at the second. Um, and Vasilevsky, yeah, on the air 19 918 save percentage. Mackellaney has a 909 save percentage. Uh, the Flyers should be getting Vasilevsky, too. Uh, it sounds like
0: terrific.
1: Yeah, so they're. There's not going to be – there's no – they have a normal schedule. They have a game on Tuesday and a game on Saturday, so there shouldn't be – yeah, they're hosting the Oilers on Thursday. Sorry, the game's on Saturday. So hosting hosting the Oilers on Thursday, and then they're going to travel to play the Avalanche on Monday. But, um, yeah, so this game scares the crap out of me. (laughs) Because there's really – there's no – I mean, there's no weaknesses in this team at the moment. They're at the top of the league and everything. Second in goals per game, sixth in goals against per game, fifth in power play percentage. Fourth in PK percentage, six and shots against or shot uh, shot attempts, four percentage, and second in expected goals, four percentage. And they're a top 10 in, in all underlying metrics that I usually look at that we usually talk about in the show. So
0: the good news is it's a Saturday afternoon game. So as soon as the game is over, you can hit the bar up to forget yeah, all about got, the lightning. It's
1: going to be about 6 30, 7 o'clock, and just go right to the bar, forget about that five goal loss, and uh, just carry on. Just have a normal a night. So I mean,
0: I, I wouldn't know. be shocked if it was. We've had a couple wild Lightning Flyers games in recent years where it's ended like eight to seven or something like that. So I wouldn't be shocked if it ended up like that.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's funny you mention that because thinking like the point I'll try to make about defense now. The one meeting this year was one nothing, and it was still the Lightning were still getting a ton of chances, but the Flyer they weren't giving the Flyers anything at five and five. Two of the games last year were six to five overtime games, right? So. That team was loaded, offensive dynamo, but they, against the Flyers, who were hot garbage last year, they still had to pull out six to five overtime wins. So now it seems like they realize if they just focus on the defensive side of the game, they can be a real force in the postseason. And if, I mean, whoever they're going to get in the three spot, whether it's the Panthers or the the Maple Leafs, they should, in my opinion, be able to get through them. And uh, if they keep playing like they are now, that ruins lightning theories should be pretty nuts and i really want to count them out uh beating the, the bruins but you know that's a long way away from now and also who gives a shit about the lightning this is about the flyers and uh saturday's game looks pretty pretty daunting but uh goalie management this week steve so again Hart's missed a, a, a while now a couple of weeks and he was supposed to be back for the devil's game i believe it got pushed back a little bit further but i believe dave isaac put out that he should be fine for tomorrow this this was a couple days ago as well but yeah and I, i'd like rather them be good for monday i'd
0: rather them take their time with Hart yeah. too because just young guy and it's not yet at a point in the season where they they need him to power through this like this was a good period to get him some rest and get him right before he came back
1: yeah and you don't want him to play through the whole season yeah with a nagging injury like that that could lead to
0: like shankos know,
1: yep or drew a couple of years ago too yeah and maybe this year too with drew but that's a topic for another discussion. But so hard comes back to play on Monday. I say hard on Monday in Philly against Florida. Elliot on Tuesday against the Islanders, and then go hard and hard again. Hard on Thursday, hard on Saturday. Although hmm, I would give, you know, what? maybe Elliot on Tuesday and Thursday. Elliot does usually have a pretty good road game here and there. He does. He does help the team like Bale. Like he did last night, actually, where he bails out the team on a lot of chances against early, and then the Flyers kind of calm down and right the ship, and then start putting in their own chances later in the game. So I, I, I wouldn't mind putting Elliott on the road for one of these games, especially with Hart coming back from injury. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I think I, I think that's
0: the way to go. I, I don't know which yeah. game I'd go with, but...
1: I I guess... Uh, I guess maybe Saturday. I don't know, though. Uh, like, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know how confident I feel saying let's put Elliott out there against the Lightning Though he get again, he did pretty well last night against the Caps. Stop like four or five point blank chances. But uh, also, I mean, all right, let's talk about players of the week. We'll talk about the players from last week. Ooh. So do we yeah, have to? Last about... week was rough. <laughs> last week was rough for both of us. I but still, I'm pretty sure I lost out <laughs> because I didn't do anything for you. But Fairbey got sick and lost weight. So apparently, Fairbey like ate a tapeworm. He not only didn't get points, he is all. So just he's got some serious disease going on. So, Steve, this week, you you take my pick. I'm not picking a player this week. I don't I have <laughs> I know who I want to pick. I'll tell you who I want you to pick for me, but I'm not going to do it because for some reason, whenever I pick them, everything goes fucking nuts. So right,
0: I'll make the pick for you. I know who you want. So I, I will make the pick for you. Craig is going to go with NAK. He's a proud member of the NAKGB. Abe Kubel, yeah. who had a Gordie Howe hat trick in Washington. Craig's going with him. Great game from NAK. And I just love what he's brought to the table this year. And yeah. Craig is looking to have that continue this week, uh, you know, as I speak on his <laughs> behalf. The mouth of Craig this week.
1: Can we, real quick though, can we talk about that Gordie Howe hat trick? That, that assist was amazing. Took the corner and then he... Uh, pulled a jersey over... I think it was... Who did he beat the shit up? I think it was Leipzig. Pulled a jersey over Leipzig said, and started swinging. So uh, wow. If you're going to get a Gordie Howe hat-trick, may as well make all of it flashy, so I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, What a game. What a game in Washington. Just unbelievable. Speaking of the Washington game, I'm going with Claude Drew, who had his 700th or 800th NHL point it, in that it. game. I mixed it up with the goal that Alex Ovechkin did not get in that oh, baby. game. We all thought... 100% he's getting that 700th goal against the Flyers. Nope.
1: Oh, literally everybody. National media was confused, too. I think the the lead headline on AHL.com was, Avechkin doesn't get 700 goals, Flyers win by five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> loved it. Loved it. But Claude Giroux, I think on the heels of his 800th point, looking for him to have a nice week. So Craig, NAK, me, Claude Giroux
1: that's uh i mean that's it right we're done here
0: that's all we got for the forecast if you have any feedback for us the best place is on twitter you can reach Craig at sports are bad you can reach me at estebomb or at flyperbole but make it flyperbole speaking of flyperbole be sure to listen to flyperbole our eight and a half hour ep- long episode <laughs> no it's we actually we only went 115 this past week yeah so we it's,
1: only went yes sorry we gotta make up we gotta make up ground this week so 16 adm- hour episode gonna- this week 16 hours after the second Panthers game, probably, right? Yeah. So look for it on Friday. Most likely, most likely. But yeah. we'll,
0: we'll see. So. We'll see when we get around to recording it. You know You never know yeah. what a week is going to bring. You probably should have planning on that, but whatever. <laughs> but listen whatever. to Fly Listen to all of the great shows we have on Broad Street Hockey. And that's all we got. Thanks for listening, folks. Until next time, good night and good hockey.